Welcome to the Double Fine Action Cast. I'm Chris Remo, and today uh, I'm joined by all three members of Two Player Productions who are handling the Double Fine Adventure documentary that you may have backed on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And if you did, thank you. And if you didn't, you should do that. And you still can at doublefine.com slash DFA pay. Uh, I was really sales pitchy. <laughs> Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? We need the money. Oh, oh wait. I mean, uh, I'm Paul Levering, producer. Uh, Asif Siddiqui, cinematographer. Uh, Paul Owens, director. So you guys are here camped out in our office. You used to have an actual office with a door, but now you mm. have like a... Like a changing it's like a, mo- a modesty screen. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's just so we can't see into the women's bathroom when the door opens. Because we're right awkward. across from the women's yeah. bathroom. How, how, do you still feel, how do you feel now being relegated to the screen? I uh, think it's better actually being yeah. like in oh, yeah. the midst of everyone rather uh-huh. than up in like the fancy offices. We you know I've got to mingle with the, the proletariat <laughs> here in the open yeah. floor plan. Crawling mm. around in the mud. So yeah, you guys have a weird situation because you're actually headquartered in Portland, Oregon. Um, but Double Fine, we're obviously here in San Francisco. So Paul Levering, you're here all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, but Asif and other Paul, you guys like go back and forth mm-hmm. frequently. Yeah, it's Paul a short, it's a short the, commute. Yeah, Paul does the day to day stuff, and then we come down to do like the more intensive like interviews for the episodes and you know that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I think it works out pretty well. It's crazy working here while you guys are. Just around all the time, really? <laughs> like, I mean, no, it's just unusual, right? Like, I've never, I've never dealt with that in a workplace before, where you walk around and there's this full camera crew with boom mics and cameras mm-hmm. and, uh, like, just all this, all this uh, accoutrement, just in the middle of the office. And you're like, whoop, guys, just get into this meeting room here. <laughs> anyway, how's it feel? Ignore me. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in, I'm not in a lot of the Reds meetings, right? Like, I'm in a few. I'm, I'm in a few, but uh, I'm mainly, you know, my, most of my actual contributions have been the cave which is not really part of the documentary thing actually there was a moment in one of the uh at the end of one of the episodes where i like poke into a room Ah, and that's because (laughs) there was supposed to be a cave meeting in that room like at that time and i was like on my way to that meeting and then there was a uh like you guys were all in there (laughs) i was like oh i guess this got pushed back or something so i immediately left but now i'm just the weird guy in the videos who like pops my head in yeah it's great every, uh, every other episode or so like i exist for about four frames yeah and then i'm gone yeah. well, that was like a super tense meeting and it was like so funny because it was kind of like chris is like oh man that looked really bad like, <laughs> i really wish you'd okay been wearing a party hat during that though it would yeah. just totally seal the deal yeah. it breaks the tension you know it's like a tense scene and then it's like ha 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 you know this is the kind of riveting stuff you're missing if you're not a backer. <laughs> of Someone poked their head into a room. Yeah. yeah. It really happened. Believe, no, had to be no, there. no, no. Believe us. It was way <laughs> crazier than it says. No, 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 no. You have no idea. <laughs> what was it like deciding to do this with Double Fine? Because this is like an embedded project for a really long I have to assume this is a longer production cycle than anything else you guys have done at least in terms of this intensity yeah yeah Yeah. for sure yeah Minecraft was like two years but it was on and off okay yeah because it feels like you guys are kind of just part of the like the office at this point yes like even though I said it's weird to have to have the uh, all that stuff around like when we're just walking around doing studio stuff it's not weird to have you guys in the office it's just weird to like see the all of the like combined stuff there but like you guys are just people who are in the office who i just like walk around 
and you're just uh, some of the people who work here. That is what it feels like. You you don't obviously work here, but like you're present enough that. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Well, like, we don't have to abide yeah. by the same rules. Yeah. <laughs> right. We don't have to pretend like we're working. Yeah. Basically. You have to abide by some of the same rules, like the girls' bathroom peeking rule, which is why you've got that well, screen. That's why the as previously there. determined. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a suggestion. It was forced really. upon us. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, has it been, has it felt different to your previous projects or has it felt, or has it felt kind of similar? Like similar, it, but way better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way better because yeah. we're sort of allowed, or everyone here is in support of what we're doing. Yeah, we tried to, uh, we actually pushed for something like this at a number of different game companies. Mm. And um, we could never really get that concept of like an embedded film crew across. People right. always thought that'd be disruptive or that it would like impact the game negatively. Like they never saw the benefit of there actually being like this constant communication with the fan base. And uh, Tim got it. When we first started, like, exploring this idea, he immediately saw the value in that. And uh, I think it worked out pretty well. I think probably for a lot of people in the forums, and honestly for people in the office too, uh, that it's it's like another way to see our own company. Mm-hmm. Because it com- this thing comes out once every month, and we watch it, and it's everyone on the screen is people that we know and work <laughs> with every day. Mm-hmm. But it's stuff that just by virtue of the fact that Double Fine makes, like, five games at a time right now, you know, the majority of the people at the company are not involved in that stuff on a day-to-day basis. So in a lot of cases, people are seeing stuff, people who work here are seeing stuff in your documentary that they wouldn't otherwise see, which yeah. is interesting because a lot of times you get people, you get community members, backers on the forums who are like, oh, this is really cool, but I wonder how much of that, this is actually like privileged information and how much of it is just like for the cameras. But definitely speaking as someone who works here, it feels like it's super privileged information because yeah. <laughs> it's stuff that, like, if you aren't on this project, you just wouldn't be seeing that stuff if it yeah. weren't for this documentary, um, let alone if you didn't work here at all, but even, even as someone who works here. Yeah, nobody has a time, really. Like Exactly, yeah. They have their own project to worry about. Exactly, yeah. And most of them are really under the gun, like, caves crazy right now. And mm-hmm. When do they have time to go walk over to somebody's desk and just, like, check out what they're doing? So yeah. the documentary is just sort of encapsulates all that. Uh, one thing I've been curious about with you guys is um, you guys have your specific titles, uh, producer, uh, director, and cinematographer. Is that is that like significantly meaningful on a person-to-person basis, or is it kind of just how the Coen brothers like toss around, oh, on this one I'm the writer and I'm the director, but like in reality they kind of just collaborate on all that stuff? It's like a Venn diagram. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot Probably of overlap. The most accurate, but we all kind of do everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, definitely like... For example, like Asif, you know, we'll definitely defer to him in terms of like, how do you want to shoot this? But, you know, there'll be instances where Paul's shooting or I'm shooting. So, you know, yeah, for example. And then Owens will handle the majority of the cutting as well for all the episodes. Yeah, like he usually and Paul will as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, split up. But I guess that is what we're most do the most, the, those sure. positions. So it's your focus, it's pretty loose, but so. everything gets spread around. Yeah. And then Levering does all the important phone calls and business <laughs> stuff because we're bad at that. Also, you seem to hold the boom mic the most often. Yeah. Is that's that, why is that because you're the, the buffest or because that's a, slash a special skill that you uh, have They're better at using the cameras than I am. Uh, so so you're pretty much the least talented person has to consider involved. <laughs> Staller. Whenever I, when we're, God, it, it's amazing to me how much you guys film because you film every single company weekly meeting. 
Like we have a, a Monday um, meeting every week that is just everybody at the company goes in and we all just check up on the status of each other's projects and like stuff that's going on with Double Fine as a whole. And the vast majority of that stuff is not really all that externally interesting and definitely not all that relevant to Reds. But you guys still film the entire thing every time. And I always see Paul in there with like holding that big through my hand time. And I always feel so bad for you because I'm just like every week this guy's got like sometimes up to an hour where he's just standing in that room swiveling this like 10, 10 foot pole around above his head. Like, you never know. It might be useful. Sometimes. No, I know. Yeah, and yeah, and I know. there's been stuff in there that's made yeah. it in the, yeah. in the podcast, but uh, into the, in the episodes. But uh, yeah, man, that's a rough job. <laughs> Filmmaking the pull the pull's very light. What what do you think your percentage of um actual edited material as like as a percentage of total footage you shoot? How, what what do you think the ratio is there? Probably like one percent or something. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> like That's we have the worst. I think there's like uh maybe two terabytes free on my twelve terabyte drive that mm-hmm. has all the footage we shot so far. So that's ten terabytes of compressed footage. Of compressed footage? Compressed footage. Yeah decompressed this week yeah. <laughs> i don't know i don't know exactly what the ratio is decompressed it's probably this a challenge to the people. listeners okay, we're, we're, not, we're, not gonna, yeah, yeah. we're not gonna no we're not gonna solve their problems for them we've given them the, the tools and the, the data they need Sometimes people on the forums say things like, oh, why don't you guys just release, like, all the raw footage oh, yeah. instead of, instead of like, editing this down to a thing? Like, what, what, <laughs> what, what, is your, what is your response to that as documentarians? No. Uh, I think there are laws against that yeah. kind of cruelty. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm 45 minutes into it, and they're just kind of mumbling about things that I don't have any context or understanding right. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, hmm. Uh, yeah. Maybe some people find that fascinating. I'm sure there are, but... um. I, I'm sorry that we can't serve them, I guess, as well. Yeah. Plus, you see how shoddy our shooting and editing actually is when you see us, like, moving the cameras around, like, between the parts that normally would be edited out. You know, oh, yeah. It's, like, it's totally true. Well, that cover all that stuff up. So, there's yeah, definitely an interesting... The handheld look is kind of prized in a certain way, right? Like, you want a certain amount of kind of rawness, but it needs to be restrained enough that it doesn't just actually look terrible i think we try to shoot it as well as we can and we just fuck up so then yeah. it's like oh shit okay. oh it's verite it's cool yeah. like, it doesn't matter yeah, that's yeah. that's the safety umbrella is verite yeah. <laughs> just keep playing that card yeah but there's sometimes where it, it enhances the moment i think True. to have tim address us you know um makes it feel like you're actually in the room we've actually shot most of this on tripods which is new for us we usually we mm. go handheld but so i feel like for this one it's less kind of handheld it's more just fly on the wall you know uh-huh. we're kind of in the corner yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's different for us, and I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, I feel like documentaries today are going more cinematic, so, like, more, like, fancy tracking shots and, you know, not so much handheld, you know, more set up and more um, something. I can't think of anything. More constructed. Yes, that's true. I don't know if this is interesting, but you guys... I noticed you guys, uh, uh, Paul and Asif, before this thing, were like obsessively playing the new Peter Molyneux like curiosity game where you click all the blocks forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Good question. Gotta get to the. <laughs> it's it's like the most intense version of the uh, Tootsie Roll Tootsie Bob commercial where Molyneux <laughs> is Mr. Owl, and uh, yeah, you gotta find out how many taps it takes to get to the center. 
So. <laughs> it's nights more than three. Yeah. That's a spoiler. He basically it like just, it's a lot more than three. He just starts <laughs> counting and he doesn't stop for 87 years. <laughs> <laughs> Twist, the child becomes the tortoise. Uh, no, the, uh, wait, isn't there a turtle in that commercial? I think oh, God. So. I might That's have one of the people he asks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. goes up and he just uh, bites it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. But, um, uh, but yeah. yeah, no, it's an interesting game. You know, if you haven't heard of it, check it out. It's free. It's called uh, Curiosity, What's in the Cube, right? Yep. It's the funniest name. Yeah. yeah. What's in the cube? Well, they, they called it Curiosity, and then that, the uh, Mars rover came around. And they're like, <laughs> oh, we can't <laughs> call it that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so it's not called Curiosity anymore? No, it's called Curiosity, but oh. it's What's in the they Cube. They should have called it Curiosity, What's in the Box. Yeah. <laughs> With a little Brad Pitt sample. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Every time you tap, it what's screams that. Every time. What's in the box? <laughs> Actually, get, yeah, you, you get to the very end, and it is just Peter Molyneux's head in the box. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to take some, some questions from Twitter? Here? Oh, yeah, it's deep. It's right. gold. It's always good. Uh, I'm not, I don't know how to pronounce this. Uh, Max Chiantu, uh, perhaps? Uh, asks, how did you guys begin getting larger clients like Panarcade and Double Fine? Are there any tips you can share in that department? Mm. How did you How did you bag us? <laughs> uh, Panarcade, how did that happen? Well, you, you wrote a letter, emailed them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So start off with a cold email. Seriously, get a sob story. You know, try every to get a sob sob story. <laughs> sob story definitely helps. We definitely every relationship we've had has been a cold email. Panarcade, we just asked them to do a ridiculous, a ridiculous thing. Notch for the Minecraft doc, Tim for the Double Fine Venture. I'm sure it helped that you had completed work to show for yourself. Yeah. No, I think that's well, well, no. <laughs> I think it does. This, no, this it came up, we were just talking about this during the Minecraft commentary, and that's that hardly anyone we've ever worked with has actually watched any of our material. <laughs> so, we But sh- it exists, though. They know it exists. Yeah, but that's different, right? Like a resume, like you have a resume, and you don't necessarily assume that the person looking at your resume is like intimately familiar with all that stuff. Yeah. It's more that you can say, like we had the wherewithal to see a project through to completion, and yeah. like mm. I still it didn't think, crash and burn. It still surprised me because I think it's a dangerous thing. Because <clears throat> I think there's a lot of people out there that see a lot of things through to completion, and it's terrible. Mm. <laughs> Fair <laughs> so enough. it's yeah. really no uh, no indicator there. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you have to prove yourself. You know, just like like we did uh, this movie called Reformat Planet, and it wasn't I'm not saying it was an amazing movie, but um. You know, people saw it and it was like, oh, they made a movie. Okay, this is a movie. It's got a beginning, a middle, and end. Like, okay, cool. Like, they can make a movie. Okay. So, have <laughs> a look on oh, your face. You if you can't afford it, do something for free. And then uh, just do the shit out of it and then show that to people. Yeah. Cause, no, um, for sure. There you go. You know, I yeah. think what happened with Penny Arcade, at least, and that's that's the job that sort of, like, kicked off everything else. You know, I think everything can be traced back to that was... um we made Reformat the Planet, and then we took it onto the festival circuit, and it didn't do so well there. And then Paul wrote to Gabe and Tycho, just telling them about the experience and how sort of, like, disenchanted we were with that whole thing and, like, disappointed. And, um, I don't know, they just sort of recognized something in that, you know, that appealed to them as, hmm. as content creators. And, yeah. um, you know, that must have put us in, you know, at some higher standing in their books enough that... uh they felt like we'd be a good fit for the documentary crew they were looking for to do their show. Well, we were pleading with them to play the movie at PAX because oh, right. we wanted to try right, to right, find right. an audience for the movie. And um, they liked that. So we went to PAX. We played the movie. No one really came to see it. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's uh, because they scheduled us opposite Jonathan Colton. Yeah. So, Joker, yeah. if you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> that'll happen. And uh, 
But after that, but now you guys are huge though. Not oh, yeah. Colton so huge. Bigger, yeah. When we when we have our own cruise, yeah, then we'll yeah. talk. We're doing that Colton <laughs> Jack next though. <laughs> <laughs> Getting on that. But um, yeah. So after the screening, we just sort of like had an in with those guys, and I think we pitched them covering the packs uh, the next year, next year, and we're, doing the DVD. Yeah, we're right. gonna do a packs DVD because I watched all the previous packs DVDs and I didn't really like them. And I was like, we can do this. Because it's concerts and it's documentary and it's like that stuff that we like to do. Yeah, mostly luck though, right? Can we just say it was mostly luck? It was like, luck after we that. We happened to meet those guys. Like we happened to meet our contact at Sony. He saw our stuff. Like it's mostly luck. Right? Uh, you gotta have good ideas too, and you gotta go out. Okay. And luck, them. You have luck to be able to idea. capitalize on the luck when it happens, though. Yeah, preparation right. meets opportunity, Paul. There you go. Just like classic, Oprah says. classic statement. <laughs> Classic Oprah. Classic <laughs> Oprah will also help you succeed in getting bigger clients. If you're Oprah, yeah. you can probably get whatever client you want. <laughs> uh, Reed Harris Cooper asks, um, other than spoilers, what have been uh, what have been the hardest parts of editing and setting the pace of the documentary? The hardest part, the hardest part is like balancing, like trying to tell like the human story with like trying to actually illuminate what it's like to actually make a game, mm-hmm. like the technical side of that and trying to get to the heart of that while, you know, not losing sight of like, this is, this is what the people are going through. And I think we've balanced it okay so far. Um, but yeah, it's been an ongoing kind of difficult thing to be like, try to give them something new in terms of something they haven't seen with video game production while, you know, telling a good story with Tim's journey. Yeah. So been the hardest part i still feel like um people aren't getting the full experience unless they're on the forums reading the oh, yeah. uh updates yeah. from uh the reds team because um we always struggle with how much can we uh, really show in the documentary just about the technical side of things how stuff gets put together how interesting is that really when it comes down to it so um when we were setting up this whole project there was this push to be like well we'll do the video updates and then i'll be like story and progression and stuff like that but for the more technical side of things Let's try to get the team members to do posts about, you know, what they're doing and the actual technical side, programming and implementing and setting up all these different workflows and all that stuff can sort of live in its own place. So if people are interested in that, they'll still have somewhere to go where they can get it. And it doesn't mean that everyone watching the doc might have to sit through something that they don't quite understand or we have to, you know, bungle explaining something because we don't have enough time or the pacing to pull it off right. And the other thing is that a lot of that technical stuff is literally like just explanations of code yeah. or art processes or things that you just that don't really make sense mm-hmm. to show on a screen mm-hmm. because you're yeah. you know things are just if you're not actually given room to like just lay something out in straight explanatory text it just doesn't make any it's just yeah. going to stick in your brain at all yeah. I keep thinking that maybe for like a side quest in the future, we'll try to do some sort of a programming centric thing. Mm-hmm. If someone can sit down with us for an hour and just go through like, this is how we do stuff. Like, and I mean, they'd have to skip over a lot of stuff and there'd have to be a lot of generalizations, but I'm just curious to see if it could actually happen yeah. and be watchable. Yeah, I think totally. we can do it down the road when more of the game is made Yeah, and it's easier to sort of like break certain pieces of pieces it. of the engine and yeah, the systems break them yeah. out. Well, for Brutal on. Legend 2, we'll do it for that. Yeah. That doc. <laughs> Don't, no, yeah, spoiler! Do this is not what we're, we're <laughs> not making <laughs> Brutal Legends 2 right now. Brutal Legends We'd like love to someday. Brutal Knots 3. Okay. You guys are gonna get <laughs> you heard it here first.
All right, Bebop Vox says, "Oh boy, uh, do you know this?" Uh, don't <laughs> cut that. Cut that out. That's terrible. <laughs> Wait, do you we, know? Bebop? We do. Yeah, you do. Oh yeah, he's awesome. All right, so he says, "While filming, do you pretend you're ninjas to film the most natural reactions?" Don't have to pretend if yeah. you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, we seriously feel like creeps whenever we're filming people. So, but they've gotten used to it. So, yeah. or they they tell us they have anyway. Yeah. The more they're used to it, the, more, the less creepy we feel. But there's always like this hump where you're like you're like ah uh, you know it's a little weird. You know? Usually, when a new person comes in, like the new art intern is slowly yeah. getting used to us creeping around and getting shots of what she's working on and interviewing her. So, yeah. yeah. Actually, I try not to make eye contact. Oh, I never do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, especially that just makes Oliver, you guys yeah. seem creepier. Right? <laughs> I, think I, I think it feels like like this weird guy hanging around. He won't look me in the eye, but he stands like three feet away. Yeah, but it's I like if you're if you're holding the boom pole out there and it's over top of somebody's head and you're like staring right at their face, like, yeah, that's, that's a little that's weird. It's a, if kind, I'm, like, it's a different kind of creepy. If I'm kind of looking intense. at the other side of the room, yeah, maybe it's an accident. That Pretend like you don't there. care. You're just like ah, whatever. You just stumbled into the office with the boom mic. Yeah, yeah, just happened to be there. Yeah, but yeah, it's hard, man. It's just a matter of, of time, I think. Yeah, once they yeah. get used to you, um, then it's like, ah, uh, you know, it's just Paul looking at me. It's not like, oh, it's, the camera's looking at me and I'm being yeah. filmed. You know, they're and, just like, and then you can strike. <laughs> yeah. And they've never expected it. It also helps once they've seen the episode, I think, and they get a feel for what kind of stuff ends up uh, in the final cut and, like, what yeah. we're shooting certain mm-hmm. things for, you know? Yeah. yeah, once they trust us, once they're like, okay, these guys aren't going to do anything weird, they're not going to edit it to make it look like I'm an idiot, you know, it's going to be okay. You guys edited me to look like a bit, a bit <laughs> no, of an there's asshole. No editing. What are you talking about? This is your revenge, though, Chris, <laughs> putting us on the spot for this podcast. That's true. Yeah. yeah. There weren't any tricks done, okay? <laughs> there was definitely there like, might have been an some isolating, <laughs> isolating of one sentence out of an hour-long meeting oh, might, might have occurred. Anyway... That's fine. It's all fine. We're all fine here. Um, Tim Grant says, who would win in a pie fight, Tim or Notch? Based yeah. on your experience. Or is it a pie throwing or pie eating? Yeah. I don't know. He Good presents question. the alternative question, who would win in a beard off? So you can choose mm. which of those to answer. Beard off, Notch's yeah. is bigger. Yeah. yeah. But Tim's has more character. Yeah, it's well, more I sculpted. I don't know if Tim's beard has ever been challenged. Like, he has he had a motivation to. Does actually... that mean it's he's the unchallenged beard? Yeah, champion, like it could or... be like the dark horse. Like you're, you write him off, but then like if he actually tries, it might uh-huh. be massive. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, hard to say. It would be great to dress Tim up as Notch, though. Like put uh, the hat on and like trench oh coat. And then give Nacho like a perm to get yeah, him all. Just a GDC, you know. have the two of them yeah. like yeah. switch. That was like a yeah. missed Halloween opportunity, oh, man. <laughs> That is disturbing to think about. Thanks, guys. But uh, pie fight, uh, probably Tim. Yeah, yeah. Just because he's more energetic, he seems more energetic. I think he's got a more br- seems a very more brutal key. side to him than yeah, that's true. Than Notch does. Yeah. Well, he does have that Viking blood in him now. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> you know, the Vikings did those pie raids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Tom W says, "Is the whole DFA documentary going to fit on a single Blu-ray or DVD?" God no. No. Yeah. It'll be like it's a twenty. Di- it's like the roots of documentaries. <laughs> you know. uh, maybe three discs. Uh-huh. I think three or four, somewhere around there. Minus the side quests. Yeah, I don't my, think yeah. we'll be able to include those. We'll is see. It, is it going to be different on? Do you think different number of discs on Blu-ray and DVD? I think it sort of breaks down to be about the same when the uh-huh. compression is factored in. Yeah, and they get all that extra space. You're taking up more room. Right. Yeah. So it'll be a lot of discs. Yeah. Do, do you think the side quests are going to be downloadable? Yeah, I guess. I mean, we'll work something like that out. Yeah, we'd I'd like, hate to see you know, any get it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'd hate to see any material get like sort of left by the wayside. 
What does the Double Fine office smell like? Asks Cave Bo. Depends on what day it is, I think. Yeah. And which part of the office you're in. Yeah. And if anyone had set the uh, kitchen on fire that day. <laughs> That's true. That did happen last week. <laughs> that Jeez, was us. missed that one. Our, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Our, um, our toaster oven, like, just went up in flames or something. Holy I crap. Guess. Yeah, it's actually, you can see it right outside the door here. It's like, <laughs> it's just charred and gross. Like, it's just, uh, we, were, we were without a toaster oven for a couple so, days. Not so brave anymore. For right? us. I guess, you know, Hurricane Sandy was going on. <laughs> like, whatever, our toaster oven lit on fire and we had to get rid of it. So, oh, I mean, yeah. I think we know how it feels. I think we can really empathize <laughs> with our East Coast brethren. Oh yeah, there's sorry. There's one question um, that was from I forgot to read. That was from uh, every person on the internet, and it was uh, when's the episode coming out? Why isn't the episode out? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. The episode it's, it should be out by now. Why isn't it out? Episode, Please, episode, could episode. You put the episode out. Well, I mean, it just means they like it, so that's good. I'm actually yeah. you didn't answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like two, three weeks from now, probably. We'll try to get a side quest in there somewhere. Yeah. You made a mistake. Now, you, now people are gonna <laughs> three weeks from now hold you to that. Exactly. Yeah, get ready. They have no idea what day today is. Yes, <laughs> this could have been tomorrow for all you know. <laughs> you out there listening. So with the with the game, I um, you know, there have been a lot of there have been a number of cases where, um, like on the forums, uh, Tim asked for ideas for locations, and like a bunch of those ended up getting. Um, turned into concept art and like considered for the game, and then there was all the feedback that Tim solicited for the design of the uh, um, of the, the girl. Uh, girl. Um, and I mean, do you guys find yourself reacting at all to feedback on the documentary, or do you find it's better to to kind of just um, you know like not focus too heavily on that stuff and just and just let it let it go? The only thing I really see is just like. People seem to generally like it, so it's like, okay, we'll keep kind of doing what we're doing because people seem to like it. But as far as specific things, not really. It just, it always seems to just depend on what happened that month and like how it should, how it kind of plays out. So we try to just be true to that. And yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, it's like the, you, part of the project is that the game is kind of being, not like designed by committee, but I mean, people are definitely being listened to. But that was never really a sense of what the documentary would be. Right. You know. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> then there's like the person that was really offended by the uh, language in the last episode, um, yeah. which was interesting. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it seems weird to like start like censoring the show or just trying to get people. Because I mean, like the profanity kind of came out of frustration that the team was feeling, and yeah. that's a natural reflection of what they're going through. And we don't necessarily feel like we should be censoring the documentary <clears throat> when the. Uh, series is released there will definitely be a family safe audio track for sure exclusive information you heard it here yeah we'll do oh, that now you have to actually do that really like what's the what is like the craziest thing that has occurred to you guys uh there's, on on location, there's Greg, been a, no pants. That one time. <laughs> oh yeah, that one time. Meaning every no, 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 day. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Bar hopping. Bar hopping was interesting. But Greg broke a glass. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, Fist fight with a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a uh, 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 improv. Yeah, that got left on the cutting oh, room floor. Oh yeah, that was something thank else. Thank God too. Yeah. Wait, really? Why? <laughs> I think the rest of the team will thank us for that one. 
Yeah. So this was when the the Reds team went to an improv class. Yeah, they were. The idea was that um, for brainstorming sessions for the game, uh, Tim wanted to get everyone in an improv class so that they could like learn about like working together and saying yes to each other and you know sorting that out. And they went to an improv class and they you know did that and we filmed it. Didn't use it. That's all. Yeah. Probably will not. not, Did you not use it because it wasn't? Entertaining or out of out of respect for the team? <laughs> Probably a bit of both. Now, but now that this has been mentioned, everyone's just going to ask you for this on the forum. Yeah. We're thinking so. an Easter egg. On, put it on an Easter egg on the disc. Yeah. <laughs> so if you look for it, it might be there. Maybe. Nice. One of the things I'm curious about is. All of the stuff you guys went through going to uh, up to the Pacific Northwest. Well, I guess you're actually kind of from that area anyway. But um, doing all the stuff with Peter Chan and then going to New York uh, mm. to film Bagel yeah. and, and Scott. Like, I, I guess you guys have already done a bunch of traveling for the Minecraft documentary and so on. But uh, I don't know. How was that? Was it exciting? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, Peter Chan took us in and he actually let us camp out in his backyard that night that we came and filmed him. And he like took us on. <laughs> awesome. uh, yeah, it was, it was he's basically awesome. the nicest man in the universe. So. Yeah, he's he was super awesome about it. Yeah, he made us crepes over yeah. the fire. Oh man, it's something special. Yeah, but, was, uh, yeah. We le- filmed him for only like an hour, and then he was like, "Okay, guys, let's go buy some food, and we'll like sit around a campfire, and you know, yeah, it was pretty awesome." We get encouraging emails from Peter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every episode comes like, out. Guys, yeah, great, guys, great episode, guys. <laughs> I loved it. Peter Chan died in the last episode. Like that was kind of cool. <laughs> It became one, one with the force. Is that yeah, how it, thank you. Put it. Yeah. <laughs> he just, just like, dissolved into a robe. Oh, he became know. more powerful than yeah. you yeah. could ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was cool. I like that time when, when Peter Chen became more powerful than I could ever imagine. <laughs> I really miss uh, Ron being on the show. And I really hope yeah. that, uh, after Cave is done, we can get some more Ron yeah. time. The sixth one was the first episode where he wasn't in it at all. Like, Because usually we try to slip at least a shot of him in there. Mm-hmm. But that time there wasn't any of them, so it was pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah, the cave. The cave's really been in like full on get it done mode. Yeah, recently. But so. I think when we come back from the hiatus, that uh, he should be involved more. At least that's what Greg said. So yeah, do people know it. that there's a hiatus coming. Yeah, yeah. We we mentioned it. That? We mentioned it in the last Kickstarter update. But yeah, basically, there's episode seven is upcoming, and that'll be normal. Um, but then after that, there's a bit of a break because um, we Double Fine are doing um, Amnesia Fortnite, which is a thing we've done a few times before. And it's when the whole company basically takes two weeks off of all of our actual regular projects and makes a bunch of crazy prototypes that are pitched by people here at the studio. And then the people who pitch those projects successfully recruit teams uh, from within and uh, all work on that stuff. And at the end, there are, you know, anywhere from like four to six or whatever uh, functional prototypes. And so that, that during that period of time, um, Reds is not going to be under active development, and neither is the Cave or any of the other games we're working on. Um, so that will that will delay the Double Fine Adventure um, episodes a bit because yeah. there's not there's no uh, Reds material to be gathered during that time. People are okay with that, right? Yeah, I mean it's a thing that our company it's pretty central to, mm-hmm. to Double Fine at this point. Like kind of modern Double Fine is definitely a cool thing about Amnesia Fortnite is that's where almost all the games we're making and have recently made came from. Um, obviously, Res is an exception because it, it was born out of the Kickstarter, and the cave is a little different because that's Ron Gilbert's game. But, you know, stacking, costume quest, Once Upon a Monster, um, Middle Manager of Justice, Iron Brigade. Uh, Iron Brigade, like those all came out of uh, Amnesia Fortnite. 
uh, pitches and prototypes, which is really cool. Um, so that's kind of where future Double Fine games usually come from. So it's a thing that you know, it's a thing that's pretty important to studio culture and so on. So that'll be that'll be happening. Mm. Yeah, but episode exciting. seven will be very cliffhangery. There's some, some pretty wild stuff. <laughs> People are going to be biting about. their nails yeah. off. Yeah, we couldn't get Stallone, but we got John Lithgow. <laughs> it's going to be rad. Yeah, so if you are not watching these, if you don't, if you have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> um, you can go to doublefine.com slash DFA pay and get in on this. Or you go to doublefine.com slash DFA and you can see a list, a big comprehensive list of all of the up, development updates and documentaries and everything. Um, I mean, you can't watch them or read any of them if you're not a bagger, but you can see, <laughs> see the you're sheer volume of materials. That have existed. Every time I say this, it sounds like a really bad pitch. I don't like how that sounds. Sheer volume. <laughs> I'm just describing. <laughs> just scrap that. The, the true situation. <laughs> yeah. Very well organized, presented list, yeah. created by someone. Who knows who? Just a mountain. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for sitting down and yeah. with me and talking about all this documentary, Thank- video game documentary stuff. You guys, are, you guys are doing an awesome job. It's fun. Cool. <laughs> wow. I'm glad you think so, man. Thank you. You guys are doing an awesome job. <laughs> no, that's fine, I suppose. More Remo. Needs more uh, Chris Remo, obviously. Oh, man. Clearly. Sure. I don't think you... When's the last time you were in it? Was it that part where you I think it was, it? yeah. I think... <laughs> holy crap. That signaled my departure yeah. from the... the well, what a way to go out, though, right? I know, oh, yeah. yeah. Couldn't, wow. couldn't ask for a better <laughs> final moment. You just got to keep poking your head in the doorway just after every Just every time meeting. I pass by that yeah, doorway, at any time... For real, man. I'll poke okay. my head in. Yeah. Maybe you guys will be in there shooting it. Oh, that, that should be like the DVD menu. <laughs> it's just oh, like God. an empty room. <laughs> Yeah, Chris kind of you sticks think, his head you in. You think it's a still frame? Yeah. yeah. And you poke your head in and it leaps over yeah. again. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, All that right. was like, it's like JP, where for for a couple, the first few episodes, he was always in there as the thumbs up guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he hasn't been in it for a long time either. He's coming. He might be coming back. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. People are coming onto the project left and right. So we start to see some uh, familiar faces. Yeah. And coming off the project. Uh oh. <laughs> Episode seven. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, thanks guys. It's been awesome. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, man.